Oh shit. Here we go again. What is up, everybody? We are back. We are jacked into the matrix. <laughs> Dougie is back in the fold. We're having like a real podcast right now, dude. I'm so pumped about it. Uh, what's up? What's going on, man? How dude, you doing? It's been a process, man. Let me tell you. Hey, you got to trust this process. I, sometimes. Oh, dude, this is not like the Phillies. You know, I've been drafting first round draft picks for the first you know, five or six years trying to make my team. This is literally like I've been drafting people the last pick in the seventh round of the NFL draft. <laughs> and uh, they all just are complete busts. But those are the only guys that I, I can afford. So those are the guys out there d- digging, uh, digging holes, and, uh, is, running wires. It is a disaster. So, yeah, I know everybody knows I, I was supposed to move into my house, um, I guess, like in December. Uh, that didn't happen. So Vince and I were basically stranded. He was down at Nicole's, his girlfriend's, for five or six weeks. And I was jumping around to live with my parents for a while. And then two buddies. And then back to my parents. And then, like, on the street in a box. And, uh, yeah, it's been a rough. But so I'm in my Shout house out now. Street life. Yeah. We got into the house. And then, of course, the fucking internet's not ready. So we've been... Uh, I've had vents in the backyard, like digging lines and and, and ditches and, and wiring the entire house. So we uh, we're here, we're here. Nice, we, we made it. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, so it's just the two of us this week, but you know, hopefully we right. can get uh, we can get Hard Hat Harry um, back on the pod. Yeah. Next week out of the backyard. Um, but yeah, so like kind of a kind of a crazy crazy week. I mean, we have. Um, you know, the, the tragedy with, with Kobe Bryant and, and, you know, I'm sure we'll talk yeah, a little bit about that later, horrible stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's get kind of right into some of the golf stuff and, and we can kind of touch on that later. So interesting okay, weekend. Um, you know, we had Tory, which is always kind of like a, yep. a big event and, um, Mark Leishman, big leash. Big leash. Yeah. With an interesting win. Um, this kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you, what'd you like think of that overall? Um, you know, I think Tory is a great event. Uh, obviously we've seen some incredible stuff from Tiger there in the past and other yeah, people. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, actually I thought it was a very exciting tournament. I think there was a lot of big names at the top of the leaderboard, um, uh, you know, throughout the entire event really with, uh, Rom and Rory and Tiger and, and Ryan Palmer, who seems to be around the leaderboard once a year uh, at the top. Um, yeah. And really, Leishman wasn't even there. I mean, he was, you know, four or five shots back. And then out of nowhere, um, you know, with the two, the first two or three-hole blunder there from Rom, really, and Rory as well, um, it was like, oh, my God, we have a real golf tournament here. And there was like eight people within two shots. Um, yeah, I mean, Leish came out of nowhere. You know, he seems to uh, – he, I feel like he always wins like once or twice a year uh, in like these big events as well with like, like right. a really good field. Um, obviously, he plays we, well in majors. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we know he can play. Um, yeah. you know, he was on the President's Cup team, uh, and he's been very good for the last you know three or four years, maybe even more. Um, but I did find it funny that I guess Sunday was Australia Day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the big Aussie, he got it done. Yeah, big, big, uh, and I mean anything for Australia too. Right now, is kind of cool. So yeah, yeah it was like, I think it's like a good win. I mean, I, I watched that final round. Um, 
pretty much from I watched all four rounds, but I watched the final round and Saturday right. from start to finish. And uh, yeah, it was weird. I think it is just such a a weird round because usually you think of Mark Leishman as like this guy who's really in control, you know, great, great iron player. Um, but it was really like he just putted his ass off. He got one of those days where like I think he everything he looked at was just going in. Right. So he didn't really drive it that well and he hit it okay for the most part. Um and usually that's like not a good recipe for winning at Tory because it's really, really thick, rough. Um, and right. those cor- those corridors are kind of weird now that they've like taken some of those trees down. There's not a lot to really like aim at um, mm-hmm. out there. And so I thought that was kind of like a, a, an interesting um, way for him to win, like a weird non-Mark Leishman sort of way to win. But right. yeah, definitely a good win. And, and I like that you brought up the other stuff too because, you know, Roy and Rom kind of just – they just look so good. I mean, there's no other way around it. I think Rom's going to have an unbelievable year. Yeah, he's been rolling since like the middle of last year. Yeah. And I I mean, I forget what it was. There was like some crazy stat that I heard recently where it was like, I mean, he hasn't been outside like the top 25 in a start, right. except for he had like one miscut. Like he miscut uh, at like the Dunhill Links playing in like a pro-am with his dad. And like since then, he hasn't missed a cut. He hasn't been outside the top 25. So, I think a, a really um, you know big year for him and Rory drove it like absolute ass and was still in it, which that tells you something. I mean, that's his best um, right. attribute. So yeah, overall it was kind of kind of crazy. And then what do you think? Of, uh, how did Tiger look to you throughout the week? Um, you know, obviously we haven't spoken since the Presidents Cup. You did the uh, yeah, did a little recap. You did the recap last week. I think obviously when he's healthy, which he. Uh, appears to be in very good health right now. Uh, he is absolutely dominating the golf ball right now. He's back to, you know, flushing all of his irons. And when he can hit fairways off the tee, uh, he's putting himself in position to score. And I think uh, I think he looks really good. Um, I think he missed opportunities really on all four days. Um, yeah, I agreed. And I think he could have, you know, obviously won the tournament. But I think it's, it's a good sign that uh, the first week of the year, you know, after it being about – you know, a month from the President's Cup that he's back suiting it up uh, and he's still focused and ready to go. I think that's good. You know, we'll see. Hopefully he can continue that into the the Genesis, um, the, which was the next event he'll be teeing up in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he looks good in the Masters. I, You know, you know, I, you and I um, talked via text about really Tiger when he went into the Masters last year. Obviously, everybody wanted him to win, although mm-hmm. nobody really thought he had a chance. Um, and then kind of out of nowhere you know a few people did blunder and and fumble the ball uh the last couple holes there with molinar in the water on for sure and uh you know a few other people but uh i I didn't even think tiger was at the top of his game there everybody was excited for him to play after that and he really didn't do too much i'm i'm really excited right now because i think he's he's in a good place mentally his health is very good his golf swing is 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 back to you know being a beautiful work of art. And, uh, you know, I think we saw that at the president's cup where he completely dominated in all three matches and was by far the best player there. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year for tiger. We're going to see, um, you know, how it works out. I, I saw actually he's, uh, fourth on the U S list for the, uh, Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I know he's a voice that uh, that's something he's never been able to do and he would like to do. So uh, we'll see if, uh, you know, he can sneak in there um, and, and play on the U.S. Olympic team, which I think would be, uh, you know, great for the golf, uh, the game of golf and also, um, you know, exciting for for all the fans here in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, 
the I have mixed feelings, you know, on the Olympics overall for golf. I, I wish it was a team event, but that's like right, neither, neither yeah. here nor there. I, I think that um, any like having Tiger there is a huge deal for that because I mean, frankly, you just don't have um, a ton of extra support. You have guys that are already kind of like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, yeah, I thought the interesting thing about Tiger this week was he just drove it really good. And uh, I've said before that I think that's like a really telling thing where if he feels like he's in complete control, that starts dripping into these like little magical parts of his game where he starts, you know, making chips and making longer putts and things like that. And I got to tell you, with the way that the leaders fumbled on Sunday, if he doesn't four putt number one and then subsequently like have a ball jump out of number two, like right. literally go down and then jump out. I mean, I yeah, think how wild was that? I've never seen anything like that in my life. I, 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 I think the golf channel or if it was on NBC at the time already replayed that like 15 times. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, so Vince and I were actually in, in our living room watching uh, golf on our 85 inch TV that I bought that I can't use, but he had <laughs> taken a hotspot from his, uh, his, his office. And so we were streaming it. Um, and actually we had some pretty decent streaming coverage there. And so when the ball went in, um, you know, I think I jumped up and almost broke my ankle cause I thought, Oh shit, we're ready here. Cause he made, you know, yeah, like you said, a bad bogey on one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh no, he's back in it right now. And then of course you yeah, have backspin the ball pops out of the hole. I was like, what the f- I mean, yeah, bad break for him, but uh, I think again, like you said, we you know it shows that uh, he's ready, he's dialed in, that he's not making bogeys, and then from there he's kind of blowing up. He's he's still staying in the tournament. Um, you know, obviously he he did miss some shots, but uh, yeah, that was a, a surreal moment and uh, yeah, pretty sure. wild. Uh, I think everybody obviously was was shocked and hoping the ball stayed in the hole, but you know those things happen in golf. You can hit it close, but hit the flag stand flag stick and the ball can end up off the green. So it's, you know, it's part of, part of the game. Yeah, man. Rubber the green. All right. Um, so yeah, so it, overall good week as always, uh, at Tory. And, um, I'm not going to go too in detail, but I did also really like the changes that they made. Um, you know, getting the bunkers more in play, cutting some trees, bringing some fairways closer to cliffs. Um, I, I thought it played a little bit better. So that, that was cool too. All right. Um, Euro tour, uh, we have Lucas Abair defeating Christian Bezadenholt. Ooh, so that was the, that was the dude Bezadenholt. who uh, he won last year, and they were talking about how as a kid he accidentally drank like rat poison, and it like messed him What's up. That? Yeah, that's a true story. So, but Lucas Abair defeats uh, Christian Bezadenholt. I watched a little bit of this um, the Abu Dhabi event, and uh, yeah, I mean that's always such a good field and a good event in the middle east uh, it's one that like i can kind of get behind i have a little trip more trouble with the saudi event but um that, that golf course looks ridiculous yeah well i mean when you're you're building like a a golf course on literally <laughs> desert like you can pretty, desert, much, yeah. pretty much do whatever you want i guess in the end yeah. but um uh did you, you didn't did you catch any of the playoff or so I didn't see any of the playoff. I did oh, okay. see, uh, you know, I saw some highlights bef- uh, right. You know, right before all of the rounds coverage came on every day. Uh, and then obviously I saw the thing with uh, with Bryson and the slow play. But yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a sec because the, the playoff was actually pretty interesting. So um, 
we go, let's go to the second playoff hole. Basically, they're playing okay. eighteen over and over again. And uh, was it just and, the two of them got in the playoff? Because I, I don't, I don't no, even know. There was a third, and I'm blanking on who it was right now, but uh, he's out on the first playoff hole. Okay. Um, so it's down to Abear and, and Bizayden Holt, and Abear has got like a big uh, distance advantage. And I swear to God, dude, he's going for he's going for 18 into its par five. He hits this ball going for 18. He must have hit it 70 yards right. I mean, this thing was in the middle of the lake. Oh, little Vinny block. Oh, my God. And he looked stunned, you know, like he looked like it had like completely jumped up, startled him, whatever. Um, and they, they sh- like p- camera pans over to Bazaden Hole and he's just like, what the fuck just happened? So <laughs> he had a pretty good shot, a uh, little bit, a little bit above the flag. And um, a bear takes a drop and almost jars this thing. So he survives the hole despite the penalty. Wow. So yeah. he pulled JT uh, in Hawaii. Exactly, exactly. Although, like, JT in Hawaii was, like, a weird, awkward, like, downhill lie, and he's trying to, like, sling a draw. This dude's on, like, a perfect lie with, like, a four iron, maybe even less. And, um, yeah, he just absolutely blocks this thing into the middle of the lake. So they go back up to the tee, and uh, the Poseidon Holt, like, kind of pops one out there. And uh, uh, that fairway cants like hard to the right, and he's like perfect, mm-hmm. perfect spot. And a bear goes up and just roasts one. I did not like. I knew a little bit about this guy before, but I hadn't seen him play a lot of golf. I mean, he, he hits this thing like three twenty, sticks wow. one, uh, misses his eagle putt, two putts for birdie, ends up winning. I mean, Zayden Hole has to hit like a five wood. He ends up going over the green. Greens are pretty slick, and he, he ends up winning. So it was like kind of a crazy playoff that way. But I mean, this dude just. He knew he was on like kind of like borrowed time after right. surviving the the block. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was good win, interesting little playoff, wow. and um, that's cool. Yeah, this uh, a bear uh, shout out Patrick Reed also had a cheating thing last year, and I thought it interesting to bring it up real quick because he got DQ'd. So no two shot penalty did pretty much the same sort of thing as Patrick Reed. Euro Tour DQs him. Patrick Reed two shot penalty. So. Again, we have you know. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. I think the I think the European Tour is way ahead of the PGA Tour as far as like actually assessing penalties and like trying to clean up the game. Like I know every year they put out seems like like new rules on pace of play and other things where they're yeah, like either trying sure. to modernize the game, like what they do with like the what is it the three or six hole matches that they do. Yeah, they and do also formats. Yeah, and then also with the the rules, um, you know, I think they do do a very good job. Um. Yeah, and so uh, going back to their whole the whole rules thing that we brought mm-hmm. up, uh, you, you mentioned Bryson and the slow play. Um, we want to get into that at all. Um, so, well, I think we all know how everybody on our podcast feels about uh, Bryson. You know, I think he's obviously got a that was the old talent. Bryson though. That was that was uh, that was pre bulking Bryson. Dude, so I I mean like. If you want to talk about it, we can. You know, my my two cents is really like, yeah, okay, like he's gotten fatter, um, and uh, you know, worked out a little bit, I guess. But uh, and he's he, he can he can win. It's unbelievable that you think like two years ago he won six times. Yeah, that's why. And he's always been extremely slow. We know that. I mean, he's gone through his thought process like he's doing all this math in his head, whatever, and it takes him longer to hit shots than you know other normal people. Um, and but. It's like him and, and Patrick Reed every week. There's something going on, and like I don't, I don't know what yeah. the answer is to it. But uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. What, what, what were your thoughts on the whole whole thing? Because I know you paid um, more more attention to the tournament than I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here here's my quick take. First of all, I have a, I have a clip. I'm gonna play the audio of it. I'm gonna add it in once I like edit our our pod here. Um, he hits a drive, and the European Tour announcer is literally stunned by how incredibly hard he swings at this. He just goes. <laughs> You hear, you see Bryson actually. If you watch the video, you see him swing, and he it looks like he's literally just gonna like pop out of his pants. Like, <laughs> and the European tour announcer goes like, "Oh, holy shamoli!" and and <laughs> it's one of the most like I've watched it a hundred times. Like, I can't stop watching this clip, and like that I think is part of what makes Bryson so sort of like. Um, he's always like on our minds in some way because he always just is doing ridiculous shit. Like he's either like fucking talking about like some science that he doesn't totally understand or like, like recently I read a thing where he was talking about like, Oh, we don't totally know how driver heads work. So like I'm, I'm trying like driver heads in lofts from like four degrees to like 10 degrees. And I'm like, bro, there are people that have done this for, for their career for however many years like we we know how astrophysicists and like rocket scientists working on this right we know how this shit works like someone knows someone gets paid a lot of money to know um and so i just think like bryson it's a shtick in some ways and i think the thing is that he's starting to like believe in it it's almost like he got like bullied by brooks last year and it took his like whole science thing. He's like, you know what? I'm not just a dork. I'm a jock too. And now he's like trying to bulk and he's trying to hit it forever. And in some ways you can't deny certain things, right? Like he was near the lead for a lot of the week. Yep. Um, his golf swing. I don't care what anybody says. His golf swing looks different. Um, I don't know if it's that's good to, or bad. The swing around a, a bigger body mass. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks considerably different. Um, we'll see what that means as time goes on, but the story of the slow play doesn't end, right? He gets put on the clock. Um, mm-hmm. it clearly bothers him and he just like rattles off like five bogeys coming right. in, um, to not even be a factor. And so, you know, you look at it and you're like, I wonder how good this dude could be if he would just like clear up the shit between his ears just a little. And maybe stop worrying about all the extraneous like crap and just go through, play your game, try to be a little faster. You can still be analytical. Like think about Vince, think about how analytical he is. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get up here. I'm going to, you know, he's not even a real, like he's an amateur every day, every week golf or whatever. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get up here. I'm going to hit this like low cut, you know, out here down this fairway. I mean, he does that. And Bryson does that to like an extreme level, like a PGA tour level. But don't you think that, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it because, and I think you're hundred percent correct. Like he went six times two years ago and then, but these guys are still like, I need to like change things and get better. Like that was vintage tiger, right? He would win yeah, like true. 10 so tournaments true. in a year. And then next year he'd come out on tour, a new swing, mm-hmm. he'd still win four or five times, but then it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do a new swing again. Like what? I don't understand why when it's, when it's not broke, why do you need to fix things? Like you're already winning. You've got a beautiful swing. Like it's like Rory, right? When he came out on tour, he had long hair. He looked like a 12 year old kid, but he was shooting, you know, 62 every round. He (laughs) won like four majors right away. And then he signed that big deal, um, you know, and then he bulked up and, and obviously we still know he's unbelievable, but like, why do you have to change, go through all these changes, dude? You're, you're already killing the ball. You're, you're already low scores. You're winning almost every tournament you're playing. 
Yeah. What, what, why do you need to change things? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like I know when I find a swing thought that works for me, shit, I keep that for like three years until like I can't hit the ball correctly anymore. And I think like Rory's a good example though, of somebody who like, uh, he made these changes and like, he got really, he really started to bulk. He really started to work out and yeah, he, he might've started to hit a little bit further and things like that. But like in the past two or three years, you start to see him like lean off that right? right he's kind of gone back to he went to brad faxon for putting right he went to a more natural sort of putting coach he went back to like i'm just going to do my thing with my swing um he clearly lost some of that upper body mass and right. you know he has two incredible years uh, and he's poised for another one but no you it's a good call like you see it happen literally all the time the only guy i can think of actually um as you were saying that that like champions the idea of not changing something is Brooks. Cause Brooks is like, I, I'm not going to change my equipment. I'm not going to change my shoes. Like I'm not going to change the, like the waiting on my clubs. I'm not going to change nothing. Everything right. is what it is. And I'm just going to keep practicing that idea. So I think, I think that's, yeah, it's an interesting thing, but with Bryson, it's like, man, dude, if you just could, could chill, it's crazy how good I think he probably could be. Yeah. I, but, I completely uh, agree. Yeah. So, all right. Um, wait, do you, you hear that? You getting that feedback at all? No, no feedback from me. You, you hear? You hear that? What is that? Oh, oh my, oh my God! Is that the music of the New World Tour? Oh, oh God! New World Tour, baby! Oh Dude. my goodness! Can you believe that? The New World Tour. Let's talk about that a little I bit. I didn't even know that they had a theme song. Where do you like – Oh, no, that wasn't that. That was the NWO. We had a little wrestling crossover. Were you like, pulling uh, in from Napster or what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I just pulled that up. Had, had to get it in there. I've been thinking about it all week. Um, yeah, man. So then this is, I think, the craziest news of the week. And I read the whole Shackelford article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it to Cliff Notes. Okay. Uh, but um, so we have a potential PGA Tour competitor, right? Which I think is wild. Um, and not like the European Tour for those of you at home that are like, "What do you mean we already have a competitor?" No, not like you, that. You definitely don't, because the European Tour like barely makes money. They make money like in a Ryder Cup year, maybe. Um, the Premier Golf Tour. There's been a bunch of names thrown around. Is what mm-hmm. I think we're we're going with right now. Um, yeah, so basically what, what you know, this, this kind of like press release drops and um, I hear like a lot of pods and a lot of tweets and uh, read a lot of tweets and stuff like that about, hey, you know, this has been circling around for a little while and this is the first time we're getting some like real sort of like info on it. But the cliff notes of this thing sound something like this. Big money, right? We're talking mm-hmm. limited rosters of players, big money. Um, they're clearly shooting at the top end player on the current PJ tour, um, limited events, maybe 10 to 12 events. Um, and from there, uh, also shorter events, 54 hole, uh, events with shotgun starts, um, culminating in some sort of team competition. That's kind of the format that they've laid out. And really like the interesting thing is you don't really know who's totally behind this right there's a lot of um ideas that it's mm-hmm. like Saudi money um you know soft bank is attached to it so sponsor wise it 
potentially could be a little iffy in terms of what the backers are. But like the idea of having these sort of like stables of top end golfers right. kind of playing for like massive purses every week, or I shouldn't say every week, but in these 10 event series, um, it seems pretty crazy and pretty interesting and also sort of like thought out a lot more than I thought this actually was when I started um, reading the Shackelford article. Like I thought this was like someone's pipe dream, but there is clearly been like a lot of um, thought and and definitely they must have contacted some players to see what the interest was going to look like and got some positive feedback because you don't go through all this without some of that. Well, I know JT has already come out publicly and said that uh, they approached him like right. two years ago already with the idea. Uh, and he basically said, you know, obviously I'll take the meeting, but, uh, you know, until you get, I don't think they had backing at that point um, or like any concrete evidence that this was going to start. But now I know they're already saying like they're looking at starting up in 2022 or hopefully be running by then. And they're going to like include tournaments that are already out there. Like I think they said the Australian open and the Singapore open were two events. Yeah. So they were hoping to-, to include on the 18, 18- uh, tournament schedule, um, which I think is genius because it's like incorporating tournaments that are already played. So people are familiar with some of these things. For um, sure. And then, yeah, I mean, I love the team event. So I, you know, I, re- I tried to read some other articles to figure it out. And obviously, um, you know, I follow the, the, the esports arena, which has really blown up here the last, you know, three or four years. And they, uh, you know, they're, they're a team event only really, they don't do anything single. Um, and it's four or five guys on a team and I, and they obviously transfer in and out like in free agency from other sports. And I, I kind of think that would be a really cool idea, uh, which is what some people have kind of alluded to that there would be like, um, you know, guys on the team, like four, right. three or four guys. And if they're not playing well, they get subbed out and if they're playing well, they continue to will play. And like, as new guys come on the tour, big names, they, you know, get added into these teams. Um, so, I mean, I think that, yeah, there it's, it's an interesting thought for sure. Definitely a, um, a thought for the PGA tour as well. Cause I know Jay Monahan, the commissioner has already said he will not allow people to play, uh, on both tours. Yeah. Um, and so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. I mean, you know, I know no one's come out and really said that this is a go yet, but, um, I know other managers and uh, agents have already said people have been starting to start the conversations and it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting thought. Well, I don't know. What, what do you think? Because, you know, personally, if they're not going to be in the U S you know, I think that takes away from some of it, obviously they'd have to have some U S tournaments, but like, I don't know. It's a, well, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. I think, I think it's sort of like, well, I mean, we could we could honestly probably do a pod just on this alone. I think it's like there, there are a couple different ways to attack it or to right. look at it, and I, I think in some ways it's a good thing, right? You you need the PGA Tour, I should say, needs an they need a shake up for sure. They do, right? The product in a lot of ways is just really stale. Um, it's almost like when uh, you see the U S open broadcast, I'm not talking about, you know, the U S open in general, like sometimes the, the, the golf course becomes the story there or, or whatever, right. but like Fox does such an amazing job broadcasting the U S open mm-hmm. that it feels like a totally different thing. Right. And with the PGA tour, I just feel like week in and week out, it's like, here's a 72 hole stroke play event. Right. 
Um, we're going to show you some balls in the air. We're going to show you some putts that are on tape. You know, we're going to do what we need to do to kind of try to tell the story of the round. You know, anytime you see a guy who's like plus six and they're showing you him on TV, you know, okay, well, he's probably gonna make a long putt or chip in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But it's, it's good if it lights a fire under the PGA tours ass to sort of look at the differences and the issues with their own, um, right with their own product, right? The other thing that I think is sort of interesting is that um, it sort of, I think, forces players who are on the top end of the PGA Tour pay scale to like really look at this and consider because they are like um, sort of limited in terms of, like they make all the money for the tour, right? Like JT, um, Tiger, but when they win a tournament, they get paid the same amount as if, you know, Adam Long wins a tournament. No, no knock to Adam Long. Right. Like, that's the other thing. If you're a high-end PGA Tour pro, aren't you going to look at this and go, holy shit, like, maybe this is how I can actually make a little on-course money so it's not all about what I'm doing in sponsorships right. or, you know, whatever. So you don't have to look like, you know, Ricky Fowler, like a walking billboard every five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the last sort of part of this or the last thing to consider is um, they're taking shots also at like what we as maybe millennials or younger people want out of golf, faster rounds, simpler coverage, um, more like rapid fire sort of viewing experience. And you get that from a 54 hole um, event that is shotgunned. And maybe we have a bunch of extra cameras to capture all this stuff that's going on. We go like, quad box like it's nfl you know red zone or whatever so i think it's good i don't know if it'll happen i think you need like top end guys like someone like phil will 100 percent yes to this right because he loves money so i think i think you're 100 right you'd have to get like five of the top 10 or 20 players to sign off on it because if not you're not going to get any traction like obviously yeah you'll get some of the guys from like 50 to 100 ranking because they're just trying to make money but um, you know, if in order, which is why the PGA Tour, I don't think is too worried about it right now. Um, you know, obviously, if things become more firm and concrete, then they might. But um, you would need, yeah, like Tiger or one of the big guys to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going over to this tour um, and get it going. But, you know, hey, uh, we've seen it in other sports. Um, like I said, again, back to the esports arena, we've seen people move over from uh, Twitch to Mixer. Um, just because a lot of money was thrown at them. So it might be what happens in golf as well. But um, I'm hoping, like you said, it'll light a fire underneath the PGA Tour to start doing you know, some of the, the, the cooler events or, or different events um, like they're doing over in Europe with uh, you know the team events and they're playing six holes or nine hole matches um, in a weekend. So you can see you know, more of people playing different events uh, and, and then maybe even incorporating other team events like we do right now with the, with the Zurich yeah. in New Orleans, uh, which is the team event where they do best ball alternate rotation, um, which see, I love. I like that too. I think to me, the way that this would actually work even better is if they, I don't know. It, it, it would have to be a little different, right? Like they, this, this premier golf tour or whatever would have to kind of go to the PGA tour and say, Hey, like we're a real player at this table, but we don't actually want to encroach on what you do. We want to bring like an interesting sort of like season long series of 
team events and we want your permission to find a couple weeks a year and a couple maybe maybe even established weeks right like they want the australian open guess what i bet the australian open fucking wants them too because right now they're a national open at an amazing golf course in an amazing golf country that is relegated to nothing right, right? so if you think about it, if they went to the pga tour and we were like hey guys you know we need to we need some time we want to do this thing we want to have all these captains these franchises and you have free agency and trades and all this jazz and it runs concurrently with your season um what do you think and and really i think in some ways the pga tour could and should say you know what this this will let us get rid of things like opposite field events and like right all these bullshit the barracuda challenge sorry to the barracuda but like it'll let us do some different things and focus in on the events that are really great like waste management which is this week you know right um, rather than having to constantly worry about like you know can we play this sort of like balancing act and uh, we have a wgc so we have to have something in puerto rico for everybody else to play even though it's kind of like a dog shit tournament so right uh that's that's just my take i don't know we'll see what happens i i really think it's and I don't know where they're going to get the TV money either because the PGA Tour is going to get paid a, a shit ton of money in this new TV deal. So right. we'll have to see. It's going to be interesting for sure. Um, but I think it's good that at least somebody is out there thinking about how to how to make the game better um, for the, those of us at home that uh, you know are more than just a casual fan. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of waste management, do you, yep. uh, you want to roll out? Did Vince give you a pick? He did. Okay, oh, yeah. let's. Do we? I actually I forgot to ask you guys this in the in the thread. Do we want to do one and dones this year? You pick them and you're done, or you can pick whoever any week. I like it. Now let's do the one and done. Change one it. and done. All right, one and done. All right. Um, waste management, one of the best tournaments of the year, despite all the like extra like aggregation and bullshit. It is a really good tournament. Um, who how do you have? We, how have we never been to this tournament? By the way. Because this I'm, place looks incredible. <laughs> well, see, like, you know, Arizona's a year-round thing. We could move the G-Cup to February one year. Just saying. That's true. That is true. So, We're only uh, three months away from the, the Gentleman's uh, Cup, actually, by the way. Pioneer. I cannot wait, bro. I'm pumped. It's going to be good. Um, yeah. yeah, the uh, we need to get to this event, the Waste Management, at some point in our lives. Uh, I agree. We always Super Bowl weekend, too, so you could, like, rent a house, yep. watch golf in the best environment all year and then watch the Super Bowl. But um, yeah. Um, so power rankings, uh, we're doing one and dones this year, I guess. So, but I'm going to read off power rankings real quick. So, all right, hit them. Um, Brandon Steele, 15th. Uh, ben on 14th. My boy Hung JM, I mean Sung J, uh, 13th. Uh, Xander in 12th. Morikawa, 11th. Bubba, 10th. Brandon Grace at ninth, Maddie Maddie Ice at eight, uh, the Woodland Creature at seventh, Sneed sixth, and then Webb Simpson is starting out the top five. Ricky fourth, JT third, Hideki two, and Ram Car Ramrod uh, rounding it out is the number one power ranking this week. Um, I'll go ahead and, and uh, list off Vinny. So Vinny. Um, has had some interesting picks the last couple of weeks, uh, just in our group chat. And this week he is going with Brant Snedeker to win mm. the Management Open, which um, he added a uh, third-place finish at Tory last week. So he's he's been playing pretty well. I, I love his putting stroke. Pop stroke is 
so beautiful to watch. Oh, I got to uh, pause you for one second on this. They like, I'm done hearing about the Sneds pop stroke. It is like great. It, no, 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 no. Don't, don't. This is like a little bit of maybe like towards the coverage, but like, I love the pop stroke. Oh, but and, that's all I talk about. <laughs> and I like Sneds, but they are just like, oh man, Brent, like what a pop stroke. And then like two, two holes later, like that pop stroke, look at that thing. He really whacks it. It's like, <laughs> thanks man. Like, thank you. Davis love on coverage this week was just like, Oh fuck yeah, bro! Show me that fucking pop stroke. Wait, what did you think about uh, Davis Love on the as a new new guy on the on the team? Oh, dude, he's he's so boring. He <laughs> he's so incredibly boring. Like I don't know, and like I don't know if you follow Peter Costas on Twitter, but he is he's like woke now. Like he just like shits all over CBS, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, like if you're gonna get rid of an old dude and try to like infuse some new ideas in your coverage, just don't bring in another older dude. I, I don't know, but whatever. Um, all right, so Sneds for Vince. What, what do you got? Yeah, Vinny took Sneds. So I took someone that's not even on the top 15th in the power rankings. Uh, I'm having a brutal start to the year in my picks, by the way. I took uh, Sung JM last week, who played great through two days and then played like absolute dog shit on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then the weeks before that, I've taken a guy who's made the cut and then it finishes like dead fucking last in the <laughs> cut line. So uh, I'm taking Kevin Na this week because I feel like he's a dude who just hey. loves that atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, is he going to vibe off it? So I'm, I'm going with Kevin Na. Hey, Kevin Na's uh, record when taken on this podcast is honestly incredible. Oh, boy. He's fucking. He's, he's been taken three times, twice by me, once by, I think, by, by Vince. Yeah. And he's won twice and top 10 the other time. Oh, so incredible. I can't wait then. Uh, yeah, I think it's good. All right. Um, I'm actually going to get one of the young kids out of the way this week because I think he's trending a little bit. And I think it, the one thing I will say about the waste management golf course wise, that's, it's got a great closing stretch and it really rewards a dude who like can just kind of, I don't know what the, the right wording here is. It like, it's a lot like Fowler, right? Like Fowler's best key is around sort of ball striking iron play right. working the ball into certain hole locations um i'm gonna go with uh colin Morikow this week oh that's your boy that is, yeah, your boy. that is my boy um i think that he's just unbelievable and he showed such poise last week at tory playing with tiger um yeah i think he can play but I, I just i think this is a really good week for him to win it's a really good course for him to win really good week for him to win um and yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go call more cow this week. I'm gonna com- jump completely off course here real quick. I don't even know why I thought about this, but I guess when you brought up Phil, uh, did you notice last week at Tory that he is playing all of the Maverick stuff, but it's, he's really still hitting the Epic driver. So he just puts the Maverick head cover over the Epic driver, but is still yeah. playing the Epic. Yeah, he's he's kind of done that stuff on and off throughout his career, like that one year where he had it was the year before he won the Open in 2013. So I guess it was like. 2012 he had like a tailor-made rbz three wood in his bag and he like had somebody rattle can like spray paint it black but he put the callaway head cover on it um i i don't know what that dude is doing like i think uh i think phil's game is gone and he's he's trying to grasp on anything he can he's just swinging so fucking hard do you watch it at all oh yeah yeah because he's so worried about he's another one he's worried about his fitness he's like i just want to be jacked and have big calves and put people by fireside by Phil so I can put you on Instagram. 
Yeah, I mean, he just, I mean, he is, and oddly enough, like this week is a big week for him normally, right? To go to Arizona, right? Play in the Phoenix Open, you know, he's a Sun Devil. Is he um, not playing this week? No, he's going, he's taking the money. He's going to Saudi event. Oh, I did see that. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, that's how you know the guy's career is over. He's just taking money, trying to get over. Well, and, you know, this. Phil, Phil's, Phil might have some gambling debts here and there too. We don't we don't totally know the the scope of. Well, what. the only reason he hasn't moved off Callaway is because they paid off his like eighty million dollar gamble. Right, right, right. Ago. Yeah, so he um, that's it's an interesting thing. What whatever's happening with him and, and his game and sort of where he's going to go will will be uh, will be kind of interesting. But um, it's going to be yeah, a good one. Going to be a good one. All right, uh, you want to close it up? Some thoughts. Uh, um, I mean, obviously, we're a golf podcast. Uh-huh. The, the Kobe uh, story is is huge this week, but I think it's, yep. I think it's just kind of worth, um, you know, sort of saying saying our piece on that. First of all, I think the first thing to get out of the way is obviously terrible tragedy, and um, you know, rest in peace to all of those that were involved. It's mm-hmm. it's really um, you know sort of a terrible thing, and I think sometimes, you know, the other families get forgotten a little bit in the shadow of. Right. of you know, so, someone as big as Kobe, but it's important to mention all of that. Um, yeah, so I, I just had a couple thoughts on it, and I'll, I'll okay. see what you have to. Uh, I actually never liked Kobe as a player, <laughs> um, and it was it's for a very very simple reason, right? Because he played for LA. Uh, I'm a Sixers fan, and he, you know, he just was an absolute killer. Um, like in that 2001 series and then even beyond that. Right. I don't know if in my lifetime, I mean, I grew up and and saw some of Michael Jordan. uh, And I think that a lot of what Jordan has, Kobe has that too, but it's a different thing with, with Kobe. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that his ability to just be like, I'm ending this now uh, was one of the most frustrating things for someone who wasn't a fan of his team to watch. And so to me, that was that ruthlessness was like, in fast like is fascinating, right? Like just so fascinating. Right. Um, but I think that like his sort of second act for me, uh, as someone who's getting older, was also kind of interesting to watch him, you know, be more affable and you know his interaction with his daughters and and someone who's you know he's from the Philly area and his connection to the 2017 Eagles Super Bowl team and. You know, all of that was also something that sort of like, I was like, oh man, I think I kind of like Kobe. Um, well, he's a Philly boy. You should like yeah. Kobe. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, look, that's the thing. You always, you always do um, like, you know, you, you connect to those that are kind of your own. Um, but at the same time, depending on, you know, where he's playing and who he's playing, it was, it was part of the factor. Right. Um, but, you know, sort of something like this makes you, you know, you think about your own, uh, mortality a little bit. And I think for me, it's kind of the first time that some, someone not connected directly to me, I like really kind of, I kind of felt that. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a very sad and crazy thing, but I think all these tributes and everything that's gone on, I think it's very important so that his sort of, you know, legacy kind of lives on. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my piece. I, uh, I completely agree. I mean, I think it's, it's extremely sad, um, and and I feel bad for you know not only Kobe's wife and the rest of his his children, but uh, yeah, also the other families that are that are involved. Um, 
And, and it, you know, it's funny because I, I was talking to, so obviously it happened, uh, you know, on Sunday and, you know, all these different reports came out. I think Vince told us first and I was like, yeah. it's reported by TMZ. I'm like, dude, you gotta give me a real source. And then, uh, you know, I think like all the people on the golf channel started talking about it and all these other things. And then I, everybody, it, yeah, it's just extremely sad. Um, and, and I'm not really that big of a basketball fan. I, I, I do like college basketball. Um, I'm not a huge NBA guy, uh, but I was able to see Kobe play a couple times, um, here in Houston against the Rockets. Um, and, uh, yeah, he is, or was, uh, you know, just one of the best competitors I've ever seen in my life. Um, for sure, for sure. and, uh, I think that that not only speaks to how hard he works, but also just the amount of talent that he had. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think not only not not being a big basketball fan, I still you know respected what he did for the game. Obviously, he he transcended the sport a lot, like you know Tiger has done in golf. Um, sure. And uh, I, I completely agree with you. As he got older in his career, a lot like others, um, you know, he branched out and did other things uh, to you know incorporate other people. Um, and it, yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. I, you know, I tried to. Obviously, everybody's Instagram feed on on Sunday night was you know Kobe this, Kobe that, and there were some videos that were put up like like by Shaq and some other people, and I I couldn't even get through like ten seconds of it because I was like I'm gonna cry if I keep watching. Yeah, this. no, I hear. Um, yeah, obviously prayers go out to everybody involved. It's it's extremely sure. sad, um, and, and it's tough to lose somebody um, you know that was that influential in in, in just all sports. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, kind of a tough note to to leave it on, but I think right. super important for us to kind of like mention. Yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, dude, we're back. We did it. We <laughs> got know. Pod. Congratulations on your internet. Um, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, next week, next week we'll bring Vince back in, and then we will. Off we go. Yeah, I think we'll. Uh, you know, for everybody that's involved, we will. We'll do some recaps on where where we've been in the last couple of months uh, and talk a little bit about our games as well. Um, as we prepare, prepare for some exciting stuff in, in 2020, we've got uh, our, our fourth annual actually uh, gentlemen's cup yep. at Pinehurst in the end of May. Um, and then we've got uh, some exciting stuff. I think Jake's uh, going to overseas. Yeah. I'll be in Scotland. Pretty soon. Um, I'm actually just committed to, I'm going, my dad is taking me for my 30th birthday to uh, St. Andrews in Whoa. september so uh some things we're going to prepare for there uh yeah so it's an exciting time and uh, we'll just fill everybody in on uh, on what's been going on and and uh, hopefully if you guys still are enjoying it please uh you know send this out to your friends and, and subscribe to the podcast yep. uh, and leave some comments we appreciate anything that you guys can do uh, hit up the Instagram. that's right hit up the gram and and as jakey said we'll uh we'll get uh we'll give any in here next week so uh if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram at the Breakfast Ball Pod, all one word. And uh, don't forget to hit your hit your breakfast ball, baby. All right, later on. Powerful magnets.